0: Today, Pastor Curtis ends our series on finding thankfulness. We hope if you get the chance to join us one Sunday at Discover Church in Georgetown, Delaware. All right, so how many of you, you got a chance, you went home and you ate uh, some Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, then as soon as Thanksgiving dinner was that you had people in your house or you had somebody, maybe you have uh, a teenagers or something that was like, we're going to go out shopping for Black Friday, huh? Do you have a couple people that did that? Yeah, all right, all right. Now, listen, Black Friday, of course, used to really get a really bad route years ago because you see all those uh footage, you know, on TV of, like, people at Walmart, like, burning Walmarts down and driving cars through the front of the store and all that other stuff. Uh, You don't see as much of that anymore, but one of the disturbing trends that you've started to see through uh, Black Friday, right, is that it's starting to creep more and to Thanksgiving, right? So it used to be at midnight, and, and, and then it was like at 10, at 10 p.m., and you know, now it's like 5 p.m. And, and then some of the stores are like, bunking, we're just staying open all day anyway." So it, it's one of those ones where we go. Isn't it funny how we go from a day of thanks, like, to being thankful to like, I have to go get the deal like I have to have it like I come on like I need to go out and save that money because we need that one thing and and it's for some people I totally recognize that Christmas which is supposed to be you know we listen to Christmas songs right we go, go through the Christmas song list and it's about peace and love and 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 baby, it's cold outside. Because if you go out, you're gonna catch pneumonia and die, and i not gonna feel bad, you know. But we go from peace and love and all these uh, wonderful, happy emotions, right? We go from that, but yet so many of us uh, around the Christmas season, around the holidays in general, it becomes such a stressful, uh, a stressful, anxiety-driven time, right? Because. You don't know what to get somebody for a present. You don't know what to do. And then you have all this baggage that comes along with it because you've experienced breakups relationships and family issues and all this other stuff that comes into play. So I thought it was such appropriate for the very end of our Search for Happiness series, which is today. We're going to kick off our Christmas series next week. But at the end of our Search for Happiness series here, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the peace, right, that we are so often supposed to feel, but many times we don't feel. Instead, we feel the stress and anxiety of of everything that comes with this time of the year, and just in general in our lives. And I kind of started out by thinking about stress and and thinking about what, like, what are some of the things that causes stress? And I'm sure you probably got, like, the top five, like, boom, right in your head right now, But, but some of the ones I thought of time demands this week man time demands for me were tight like it was crazy tight for us this week so so i was literally like running from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and then finally like you go down and you lay in bed and you get up and you get up and you start the next day that's stressful isn't it Some of you have jobs in that way or or some family stuff that's going on where time demands are are, are major. Another huge stress thing for for many people, right, is finances, right? Because everything feels good when you got a little bit of money in the bank and you don't have that bill that comes and smacks you in the head. But sometimes when that happens, uh, it, it raises the stress level, you know? Uh, When you have a relationship demands of things that you are supposed to do, whether it's with your spouse or or your kids or or just in general things that you have, relationship demands can be stressful. And something else that I I really thought about too on a a little bit of a deeper scale that can can cause stress is is like some self-doubt. Sometimes we start to doubt ourselves and what we're capable of, which increases our stress and anxiety. And and the problem with any time we allow stress to influence into our lives, anytime we, we let it come in, and listen, this is appropriate for me this week, because I won't lie, I don't feel that I get stressed out too much. Okay? This past week was was a tough one for me. And but see, and what it does is it does things to us. It's not just one of those things we have to deal with, but it actually affects us. And what stress can do to our our, our uh, to us is it affects our body. Uh, you can find that when you start feeling and getting into stressful situations, you can get sick, it causes your immune system not to be as well, it causes your, 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 uh, the things inside you start just kind of falling apart, it affects your mood, because listen, even the most bubbly, outgoing person, when you, when you influence it, when you add a little bit of stress, it influences their mood and it brings everything down. And it's just one of those ones where I, by the end of the week, this week, I was just like, dude, I'm done. I don't need to talk to nobody. I just need to, like, go to bed and wake up, and you know, like, after Christmas or something. I'm done. Like, I'm so over it. The other thing that it does, though, is, is that it affects the behavior that, that we, we tend to do, Right? So for some people, when, when, when they get stressed, when, you know, beyond the fact that, you know, it wears in your body and it changes your attitude, it causes us to do things that we might not typically do. It causes, for some of us, it causes us to, to eat, right? For some of some people, that, that's when you're looking, you're going to, to, to Walmart or the food line, you want the double stuffed Oreos and you want the milk and you're going to just, you're just going to pound it out. You know, but for for other people, it does the opposite. It makes us feel like we can't eat at all. Like I'm so stressed that I I can't eat. I can't take the time to do it because I've got too much that I'm going, too much that I'm worrying about. And the fact of the matter is, is when we let stress and we let all these things in to our lives, when when we let them control our lives, it allows us, it doesn't allow us to live freely like God intended us to. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. What does God say about it? And what are some of the things that we can do to kind of fight that? Because I think stress is one of those things that it happens so much in our lives. And sometimes it creeps in on us and we don't even know it. It just shows up. It rears its ugly head. So what can we do? What does God say about it? And so I want to start by reading a verse from John Chapter 14, verse 27. So if you have your Bibles today or maybe you have a uh, smartphone, uh, whether it's uh, uh, you're, you're one of the Apple people or Android people, make sure you take the opportunity to download uh, the YouVersion Bible app. It is so awesome. You can have the Bible with you everywhere you go. But we're going to be looking at John chapter 14, verse 27 today. And it says this. It says, Peace I leave with you. Right, that feels so good, doesn't it? Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus. He says, and my peace I give you. He says, I do not give to you as the world gives. He says, listen, there's a lot of stuff around you people want to give you, but it ain't peace. and It's not what I'm giving out. I'm giving you peace to last. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And of course, this is one of those ones, you know, that maybe it, when growing up, they want you to memorize the scripture memory as a kid, you know, the, the the peace, don't let your heart be troubled, you know, do not be afraid. And it sounds so nice, right? It's one of those ones. That's that's one of the plaques that you would pick up at Hobby Lobby, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? When you want to have the scripture plaque that you want to put over your door, that's one of the ones that you want to get because it sounds so nice and easy. but. But the fact of the matter is, is sometimes it feels so hard to find peace and it feels so easy to find stress because we realize that peace is basically, it's the opposite of stress. And today I want to give you three, if you're taking notes, I want to give you three ideas that if you feel stress and anxiety kind of coming into your life. So three things that you can actually do to try to combat that, to try to see if you can actually put what Jesus is talking about here when he talks about peace that he's leaving, that he gives with you, not the peace of the world so that we don't have to be troubled, we don't have to be afraid, that kind of peace. So there's more than three, but I'm just only going to cover three for today. The first one, and this is so, so important, is to do this, is to laugh more. Laugh more. More. And, and listen, you live in an amazing time, okay, because you live in a time where with your phone, you can have access to anything. That That's scary sometimes, but it's also can be really awesome. Because listen, sometimes you just need to get out of yourself and just laugh and have a good time. So whether that's some for some people, that's going to be they have a, a funny show that they like to watch. And for some of you, you don't even know what that is because you laugh. Well, that's a problem. We're supposed to have joy. We're supposed to have joy. In Scripture, because in Scripture it actually says this in Proverbs seventeen twenty-two. I love how I wrote, this is in Scripture, and this was way before we had any idea what what happens when we laugh and when we have joy. It says this: Proverbs seventeen twenty-two says, "A cheerful heart is good medicine." He says, "But a broken spirit snaps a person's strength." See, it snaps your strength, and and some of you part of your problem is is because you're drinking two percent milk. You know that? And you say, why is it? Because here's the problem. If it's only 2% milk, what's the rest of it made out of? That's why in my house, we only drink whole milk, okay? We don't do none of that 2% stuff. And and I actually, I did hear a joke for you, okay? Don't be mad with me, okay? Don't judge me this morning, okay? It's it's Sunday morning, don't judge pastor, okay? But I heard a funny joke that I wanted to share with you and I've been praying all week about sharing this joke with you because I don't want nobody to get upset or offended, okay? Because it's a your mama joke, okay? Now, if you don't know what a your mama joke is, if you've never heard it before, it's okay. Don't be offended by this, okay? But the your mama joke that I heard this week was that I thought was pretty funny, was that your mama's so fat that she couldn't even be lifted up in prayer. Alright? That's funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny, alright? And listen, if you think, if you don't, if you didn't get that, listen, I want to let you know that we're not talking about your mama okay because we don't know the your mama jokes are based off a mama that nobody knows all right she probably don't even have kids okay she lives somewhere else we don't even know but she gets a lot of jokes written about her so i thought that was i thought that was really funny but what we find though what we find is when we when we experience laughter what humor does for us it's actually so amazing i was doing a little bit of research in this And I found out that when we laugh and when we were able to release things in our body that uh, laughter reduces pain and it increases endorphins. It strengthens our immune system by our T cells and it decreases stress. Isn't that something? Laughter can actually decrease the stress that we experience in our lives. And the Bible was talking about this well before any medical document ever got written about this. It's one of those things God knew for us as when he created us that laughter is something that's good for us. It's meant for our enjoyment. It's something that benefits us. And so when we – I really encourage you. Listen, if you find yourself in this mood – or really, I encourage you to do this anytime – Find a, a, a book, a podcast, a show, a comedian that you like, something that, that can get you to laugh more, So something that you find funny, okay? Somebody, and I didn't say you need to find somebody funny looking, okay? I just want you to find something funny For you to to, to engage you, okay? Because when, you know, whether it's the funny pages or whether it's doing something fun, but when we get out and we have enjoyment, when we experience that, it actually boosts us up. It lifts us up and it allows us to find a level of peace that it talks about in Scripture. And it's one of those ones where sometimes it's right there for us. We just don't recognize it. Well, sometimes we can kind of get in the mood and we don't realize that, listen, if you would just turn on something funny, it will help bring you out of your fault that you're in. It will help you bring you out of that mood. Now, the second one, the second one, this is another great bullet point. And the second one is this, is to release worry. And that's so easy to do, isn't it? You just write it right off, don't you? Release worry. I actually found a really great clip that I wanted to show you today about something that's going to help you release worry. Uh, And and so just to set this up really quickly, I just want to let you know. So uh, there's a woman who's coming in. She's going to talk to a man. and And the guy that she's come to talk to, she's come to for help, okay? Because she has anxiety and worry, and one of her anxieties is is she struggles being in buildings because it feels like, you know, it's a box and she's kind of claustrophobic, right? So, so that's kind of the thing that she's dealing with. She, she's struggling here. So I want to play, play this clip. If you want to turn the stage lights down. Thanks. Stop it. So I should advice, so when you feel the worry and anxiety, stop it, right, stop it, don't worry about it, just stop it, and and, and I, I love how he puts that, right, and, and, and it's so funny, right, because we feel like it's so simple, right, that it should be just stop it, just turn it off, right, when you start worrying, when you have the anxiety, when, you, when you're going through all those things, you feel like it should be. You know, from the outside to the outside person, you're like, it's just so easy. You just flip the switch. Just stop. Just don't do it anymore. But but we realize that it can be more difficult than that. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because he cares about you. And we realize that when you read, again, you read this scripture and you say, well, this feels so simple. But it's so much more difficult. Because what happens a lot of times when we have the worries and anxiety is, again, we take that on, and we hold it, and we sit with it, and we stew with it, and we allow ourselves to become so involved in the thing that we're worried or afraid of, or that we're thinking is going to happen, or that we fear, and and then all of a sudden, what happens is, is, again, the stress that comes in with that, it affects every part about us. But simply allowing ourselves to turn it over to God allows us to take the opportunity to say, listen, we recognize that I have no control over this issue. I don't, you know, and and listen, if you think that you can control most of what you deal with in a day, you're wrong. Okay, we can't do it. Like we get to control like half of a percent of what happens to us in a single day. But the other vast majority of our percentages comes from outside choices that we have absolutely no control over. So we could sit and worry and stress about the things, you know, about the 99% of things that will never, ever happen to us. He says, but what we really need to be doing is making sure that we're practicing what the scripture wants us to do here, we're actually turning it over to God. And there's lots of ways to do that. One of the ways that I heard, now listen, I'm not a psychi- uh, psychiatrist, I'm not a counselor, like a licensed counselor, or anything like that. But one of the things that I actually heard somebody, uh, prescribe to somebody that dealt with a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry and a lot of fear is to say, listen, take the opportunity to get a journal, to write it all out in your journal, and literally every time you're writing this out, you're turning it right right." Write this out that God, I'm turning this over to you. God, I'm turning this over to you. Maybe that's not something you can do. Maybe you don't feel comfortable about that. But listen, that's one of the amazing things about prayer that can happen is when we pray and we open up and we pour out to God. The more that we open up to God and we we, we call on Him and we confess it to Him and we turn it over to Him, what that's going to do is it allows us to understand that the things that we can't control, that we can't dictate what happens, that we're going to turn it over. We're going to trust God. And when we do that, the more that we communicate through worship, through prayer, through writing it down, through meditation, the more that we're able to do that and we're able to turn it over to God, it allows us and it brings us to our third point for today, which is this, it allows us to find faith, find faith because the ultimate thing that happens here is when we deal with stress and in order to find peace, one of the number one things that's going to help bring that peace is faith. And you say, why does faith, how does faith tie into this? Because it's simple for us, again, for us to see the problem, for us to see our lives and the, the, the things that we're dealing with. We really need to be able to see clearly. And the problem is, is when we're seeing it through our own lens, we have our own filter on. When we have a filter on, we're not able really to see what we're dealing with. What we see is we see things through our lens. We see it through Our narrow scope, right? We're short-sighted. It kind of brings everything so close to us. But one of the key things is when we find faith is that we're allowing God to enter into the equation. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to enter into the equation. And when the Holy Spirit enters into the equation, it allows us to see clearer. And the reason we can see clearer through God is because we realize that guess what? Our lens is not the only lens to see through. We can see that there's a bigger picture and a bigger world. There's more things happening. Listen, you might not know why you got the flat tire, okay? Actually, that happened this morning. Somebody got a flat tire on the good team, okay? Listen, you might not know why that happened. I don't know, all right? Because that's a horrible way to start your day. Like, that's one of my top, like, that would be bad, right? That's right up there with you just turning the car and it doesn't start, all right? Flat tire, I, I don't like that. But here's the thing. When you can worry and stress about it, or you can realize that that there could have been a reason for the flat tire. I don't know. I'm not God, I don't know all the reasons, but when the thing that happens to you happens to you, it's it's most likely happening for a reason. But when we have the short-sightedness, when we see it so close, we only see it from our lens, is we're not seeing it through the faith and the lens that God wants us to see it at. We're not able to see clearly. And in Galatians, part of Galatians chapter 5 in verse 6, this is only a part of the verse, it's not the whole one, but it says this. It says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And you say, what does this have to do? Because this is simple, right? Sometimes we put so much emphasis on being a Christian and being a good Christian and making sure we come to church and we worship and we do our thing but yet we still deal with anxiety we still deal with fear we still deal with all these other issues right we, we, we have all this other stuff that comes into our lifestyle and we we're thinking to ourselves well I shouldn't be feeling this way because I'm a Christian I love God and I went to church this week and and I listened to, to the Christian radio station on the way to work and I don't understand why, why do I feel this way because when we are able to express our faith, it comes out in love. And the reason that our faith comes out in love is very simple for this, is because God is love. And so when we receive faith through him, if he is nothing but love, then love comes out through us. So if we're checking ourselves, if we're checking ourselves to see that if love and if the faith that we have in Christ is equating itself to something, that it's coming out as love, as something to, to other people. Being a Christian, it's not about how much we know. It's not about how many times we come to church. It's not about the songs we sing. It's not about any of the stuff that we know that we put up in our head. But it's simply this: it's about love and finding faith through through God to dish that love back out. Now, I've got a couple of faiths that I want to talk about because there's a couple of different levels of this, and I'm going to wrap up for the morning. The first one is this: is saving faith, and saving faith is important if you don't have it all right because maybe you're you're you're, you're kind of new whether this is your first time here at discover maybe you're, you're trying to figure out how all this plays out right like because you know the way you feel and the way you feel and the way you don't want to feel anymore so you you're struggling but the simple fact is this is when we find that we have the saving faith that God comes in and he does something in our life Romans 5 1 says this it says therefore since we have been made right in God's sight by faith Okay, we've been, been made right God saved by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. See, we can have saving faith because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. And if you don't understand what that is, if you haven't made the commitment to Christ yet, then the simple fact is. You're not there on the first step of the saving faith. Once you get to the saving faith, then we can move on. But if you you don't recognize what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me, and, and listen, I can stand up here today, and uh, my wife who my outfit today, I hope you're okay too, right? And I can look pretty, I, I look okay, you know what I mean? I, I don't, like, listen, I, I'm not George Clooney or anything like that, but I clean up okay, all right? And the simple fact is you can look at me today And you can want to think about How maybe put together And how, how my life what you might picture my life is But listen, I can tell you Without the saving faith of Jesus Christ I was a mess, I was a wreck I was a wreck now, I, I did some really, really stupid stuff When I was younger I, I did some really dumb stuff I lived in a way that I, I knew was not right That I, I lived in a way that was contrary To what I really believed But yet I still lived that way because I had not really had the faith yet. I I didn't really gain it. It says in Romans 5, 8, but God has showed us how much he loves us because it was while we were still sinners, while each of us, we still, we had issues, we sinned, we messed up, but even while we had done that, Christ died for us, Christ died for us and so today, The first step for you is to do that heart check to say, listen, yes, I've taken the time to allow Jesus Christ to come be my savior because yes, I've, I've sinned and I've messed up and I've screwed up and and, and I'm dealing with all this stuff and I don't want to deal with it anymore by myself. And the amazing part is, is that when you do that, guess what? The Holy Spirit comes into your life, and he can allow you. Listen, I'm not saying there's a magic wand that happens. You don't just get to put the Bible, and you know, you put the Bible against your chest, and it just all goes away. All your work goes away. That's not how it works. But listen, when we turn it over, when we turn it over to God, then, then he can do something amazing. Now, for those of you, you say, okay, I've got the saving faith. You know, what, else, what else is there? Well, the next one I would say is the strengthening faith. Because, listen, sometimes we can be saved, but yet we still struggle to to feel the strength that we have to get through the day or the week or the moment when we feel the anxiety and the pressure coming on our lives. We know, uh, when I was growing up, we called it the 10 Finger prayer of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? We know that, and that sounds so great, and it's such a great verse to teach our kids, right? But sometimes we just don't feel that we can live that way. But the fact of the matter is is as we gain in faith, as we grow from our saving faith and we go into strengthening faith, what we do is we rely more and more on the Holy Spirit because His Holy Spirit is what's going to allow us to face the trials, the temptations, the struggles. When life comes and hits you in the face, when you wake up and the car doesn't start, or you go into work, and it's a job that you worked at forever, and you find out that you're getting fired, and you don't know what you're going to do, and your kids are losing their mind, and you don't know what you're going to do, and you, you, you struggle, and you think, and you say, how can I do this? Well, listen, when you trust, and you lean, and when you get that strengthening faith, and you turn to the Holy Spirit, then Philippians 4.13 comes into play in your life, and you say, listen, God. I don't know what's going on because I can't control any of the other crazy around me. But all I know is is I can do all things through Christ and I'm going to be able to make it as long as your Holy Spirit stays here with me and guides me. And then after strengthening faith is the last one and that's this, it's sustaining faith. Sustaining faith. Sustaining faith is the kind of faith that allows... God to take on really bad choices And he takes on really bad choices And he turns them around And he does something amazing with them Romans chapter 8, 28 says this It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good Of those who love him Not for the bad Not for the neutral Not for the okay But he says that God works for the good Of all those who love him And it says who have been called According to his purpose Today I want to let you know that you probably, maybe don't recognize this, but you have been called with a purpose. You have a special order in life. You're not here by accident. Listen, whether you've grown up in Sussex County your whole life or whether you moved here from somewhere, listen, I'm telling you, it's not by accident that that happened. It's not by accident that we have the people that are part of the GO team here at Discover Church that that help us, uh, propel us forward, and help us get all the things done in our community that we do. That's not by accident that that happens. God has a purpose and a plan. He has a purpose and a plan. And if you don't believe me, one of the great stories in the scripture scripture that you can read is in Exodus, in the book of Exodus we find this guy named Moses, who Moses by all accounts seemed to have it all together, you know, he you know, he, he, he had one little hiccup, he was adopted, which seemed a little weird at the time, but when he found out that he was adopted, basically what Moses did is he ended up, he had committed murder, he killed somebody, and because of this, his whole life got flipped upside down and turned around. He finds out that basically everyone hates him and he has to run away, he has to flee. And then when he finds himself out in the desert, totally alone, totally set back and saying, What has happened to my life? Where am I at? Where have I been? He ends up meeting his wife. He ends up having God speak to him and giving him his purpose and leading him to the next thing. And now you can read his story the Old Testament that has been told for thousands of years. You might think that you're too far gone. You might not think that you're worthwhile, that you're worth saving, but I can tell you that there's stories and stories and stories and stories in the scripture of people who did worse than you, who who did worse things, who, who, who murdered people, who killed people, who did horrible, horrible things. And guess what? God was able to take their life and flipping around and through their life change the course of humanity. And I know that changing the course of humanity in Georgetown, Delaware feels big, doesn't it? It really does. I was going to say, I mean, there, it, it's one of those things when you look around and you're like, I don't get it. Like, it, it took us like till till like a couple years ago to get to Lowe's of Millsboro. I don't, I don't understand. How can we change the course of humanity? We just got a Chick-fil-A, praise Jesus. But guess what? Through your involvement, through your engagement, through you recognizing that when you find faith in Jesus Christ, when you're able to find the strengthening faith through the Holy Spirit, you can find the sustaining faith through God, that as He pours into you and He changes your life, as He makes your life what it is, as He forms you and shapes you and molds you, then guess what? You're changing history. Around you. You're changing it. You're making life changes for other people. You're impacting other people's lives in a way that is going to ripple throughout the rest of eternity. That's one of the amazing things. That's one of the things I love about God. Is that when we see things so close up and so narrow, he looks at the bigger picture and says, Man, you don't even know. You don't have a you don't have a clue. I'm gonna invite you, would you, would you stand with me this morning? I hope that you had fun in our our Christmas music challenge, name the tune. I hope that you'll come back next week because I challenge you all to ugly sweater costumes next week. And I'm gonna let you know you better go all out because I will. But that's not what it's about. It's not about handing hot chocolate out of parades it's not about playing the game. I mean, we have fun. we want to want to have fun with that. But what it all comes down to is it comes down to real life change that happens in you and not in your life and in my life, it happens to each one of us. And it's where through the Holy Spirit God speaks to us. So I want to ask would you close your eyes this morning would you just kind of bow your head and and listen what uh, you can listen to me, but I also want you to be to be talking to God. And you can do this out loud, you can do this in, you know, in Inside You can just communicate with him today and say, God, is there, is there something else for me? Lord, what is it that I'm missing? Like When, when I when I deal with the anxiety and the stress, when, when I'm looking for the peace and I don't feel like I can find it, Lord, what is it, Father God? Is there something I can do? Help to strengthen me. Help to give me the sustaining faith, Father God. And maybe you're today and you say, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not even taking that first step. I'm going to let you. simply put this, is it, it, it it's so simple Is it's a prayer, as we pray, we open up to God and say, God, I've sinned, I've messed up. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you forgive me? Would, would you allow your Holy Spirit to come and live inside of my life? Would you pray today, church? And listen, I, I, I think that probably all of us could be praying for one of, one of these three things. You Praying for the saving faith today. You can either be praying for the saving faith, or maybe you got that, and you you want to pray for the the strengthening faith, or maybe you feel like you got that. You want to you want the sustaining faith. But let's open up to him and let's spend a few moments here in prayer and cry out to him today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for this amazing day that you created, Father God, that you've got each and every one of us up out of bed to come into this place, Father God, to be able to call out to you, Father God. And, Lord, we thank you so much for the scriptural examples, Father. Lord, we thank you that you were writing about humor and how good humor was for us back before anybody had any clue what that would do for the human body. Father, and, Lord, we just want to thank you. We give you the praise and honor and glory today. Lord, we just want to ask if there's anybody in this place, Father God, that has not come to the saving faith, Lord God, that you would speak to their heart right now, tell them their heart, allow your Holy Spirit to move in their lives, like the second, Father. Lord, as we confess to you, as we cry out to you, Lord Father, for those of us, maybe, who, who have experienced your saving faith, we know who Jesus Christ We accept Jesus Christ as our Lord. We accept you as our Savior, Father, but we still struggle with the doubt and fear and anxiety, Father God, that you would strengthen us, each and every one of us, Father God, as we call out today. Give us the strength, Lord oh God, when When the world comes and wants to turn our whole life upside down, Father, allow us to realize that we need to be able to see the bigger picture today. We need to be able to take a step back and look at it through your eyes. And Lord God, for the sustaining faith, Father God, that you can continue to take the mistakes and the messes that we make all the time, Father God, when we don't listen to you, when we don't do what we know we should, Father, that you can turn those around. And Lord, allow these people, allow all of us here as Discovered Church, Father God, as your body, as your church, as your people, that you would cause us and allow us (coughs) to make an impact in Georgetown, in Millsboro, in Frankfort, in Milton, in Dagsboro, in Southernville, Father God, in Fenwick, in Bethany, in Rehoboth, Father God, throughout this county, Seaford, Father God, Laurel, Delmar, Father God, for this peninsula that you can change the course of history through people that we have here today. Lord, we thank you, Father God. We thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship and as we close today, church.